When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morena, New Zealand. Welcome to Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. This is the 22nd of February and yep, that's right. It's Tony Kemp opening up the show this morning because there's no Izzy Dag. He's sleeping down in P Naughty, Palmerston North after cruising up there yesterday to do a function and uh, he hopefully might join us later on this morning but I, in the house I've got Robbie and Joe out there in the kitchen and me and Louie will be running the cutter this morning and good morning Louie how you going brother? Kimpy, I am I'm doing super mate I am I'm locked and loaded I'm fired up for today it's actually a, a huge Wednesday of sport I've got wearing green in solidarity with Bangladesh Nice. As we support Bangladesh against South Africa, I am um, yeah rolling my Bangladesh passport this morning, and it's uh, there's just sports fodder galore. I'm and I, I'm fired up to be here, to be honest. It's not. It's honestly, I I had uh, I had a little bit of a night with the Warriors last night as their launch, their team launch uh, down at the Viaduct and. Um, you sent me through some stuff that came through around the rugby and the conversation that's happening there. And then, of course, you know, we've got the girls that hopefully can can make it through to the semis today. It's like lots going on, Louis. Um, let's let's basically get cracking on something, okay? I want, you th- I want you to just tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are when you read the news yesterday that came out. Because we're going to talk a lot about it today. The rugby, again, the... The story that just keeps on giving. What's your thoughts? Oh, oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, for for context, like, if if you're wondering what we're talking about, Gregor Paul, who's been a long-time rugby scribe, he's been, you know, the spy in there for a long time for the Herald and himself working with New Zealand rugby, and he's he's got some scoops, but... In World Cup, yeah, the head coach of the All Blacks giving an exclusive interview to the New Zealand Herald to publicly plea with his employers that they don't rehire for his job until after the World Cup. Like, if you just take that sentence in isolation and think about it, like, it's... This situation has spiralled to be one of the kind of messiest and, and best talking points I can remember ever covering sports, to be honest. This is just the saga. That, it's like... What was the vampires? Twilight Saga? You know? The, <laughs> it just kept on going. It just kept on going. <laughs> and I don't even think people were reading the last of them, but they just kept on pumping them out. I mean, I'm subscribed to this, though, to be fair. Yeah. No. Like, when you when you sent through that last night, and uh, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there in the middle of the Warriors uh, launch reading the story, and I'm just going, wow. Like, talk about news. There's nothing else you really got to talk about today. Um, even though that we have, we've got a really good show coming up today. But the main point being that I think this is Ian Foster basically saying I've had enough. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually taking I'm actually taking my destiny into my own hands. That's that's how I I felt when I was reading between the lines. So um, 
Mate, it's going to be a really intriguing conversation this morning. We're going to get lots of people on here. 0800 811 if you want to give us a call to talk about that and much more. Or double eight double three on the Temper Bed, bed text. Um, give us a give us a call. Give us give us your thoughts so far. What else have we got coming up today, Louis? Oh, we got heaps, Kempi. And we you're right. We we will we will pick and pick the eyes out of this one throughout the morning. And and we actually I reckon you're off the back fence slot. We can really climb into it and try to get some talk back through. I want to read you a couple of quotes from Ian Foster a little bit later on as well when we get into it more so. Um, other than that, oh, this is a huge show. We're going. Speaking of rugby drama. What about the 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 Welsh rugby union and the situation up there at the moment? Like we've got a Six Nations, which has got more eyeballs on it than I can recall, and there's a chance that the Welsh players might strike this weekend against England and not take the field because their contract negotiations are in dire situations. So Lauren Jenkins, we've had her on the program before. She's an outstanding rugby journalist up in Wales. She's going to stop in and chat to us. We're going to talk to Paul Wilcox because they're racing at Pukekohe. I have found one, by the way, but I'm, I'm gonna. I want you to tip one out as well. But I have found one that I like for Pookie. So we'll chat to Paul Wilcox, nice. and we're, I'm curious to know about the um, Ellerslie rebuild and see how that's going. And then the old your old mate, well actually a couple of your old mates, Francis Malley. Hopefully we catch up with him and Mickey Walker. Now this is this is going to be a highlight for me, Kempi. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, Mickey Walker. Um, been talking to him. I talked to him pre-Christmas, uh, just after the fall, and. How he was coping, and then I I missed a call from him yesterday afternoon uh, when I was speaking to you, and uh, gave him a call back, and you know just check it was just basically a check in, um, you know just a, a little bit of context around that. He was a fourteen year old that uh, basically walked out of high school and walked into Alan Al Sharrick's stables and said, "I want to ride horses. Um, can you give me a job?" So Alan had a, a dispensation from the school to actually take him out of school and teach him how to ride, and the the rest is history. So Mickey became a, a little bit of a project for all of us, um, me with my sporting career, mentoring him. And we became really, really close. So uh, just catching up with him yesterday. I'm at, look, I'm like you. I I want to sort of know what the future holds. We we got we do got to remember that he did take a quite a quite a big fall. Um, he did say to me, yes, it'd be great to talk to you in the morning because that's when I'm at my best. And you know he's he's pretty upfront, Mickey. He's a yeah, you know him. I'm I'm pretty sure you met him. He's a he's a real character. Um, but he's you know he's taking this head on. He knows that what's happened is is a pretty serious event you know, as as all collision sport, and he's in a collision sport. Um, and he's he's got a he's got a future and a, and a young family to look after. So I'm looking after that, mate. And and it's got to be great talking about the Welsh situation up there because the other thing about the Welsh situation we touched on it last week the CBA still we haven't had clarity of what's happening with that in the NRL and yet when you look at it from the northern hemisphere the millions that go I think it's 10 million pounds that the Welsh get for playing England at Twickenham and what better place to pull a strike action than yeah. this weekend <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. Like that. This is why it's the, another juicy story because the crescendo point is the the Twickenham match. It's like uh, it's the marquee. It's the red meat on the on the plate, isn't it? And the fact that it's all kind of bursting out here. The other the other interesting thing is Netflix is filming a Six Nations show at the moment, but apparently the Welsh have just said nah. They're not taking any part in it, so they're boycotting. <laughs> and and I, I'm curious to know how they're going to cover. That in their Netflix show, are they just going to completely ignore the situation? Are they, do they have enough information to kind of make it a storyline, like a drive to survive type 
you know, storyline or do they just cut it out? So uh, it's it's really kind of a, an intense conversation. And actually, one of the one of the points, Kempi, and I'm curious to know, did you ever come across this in your either playing career or coaching career? The big sticking point is the players are pretty much refuting, and there's a very wordy name for them. They are called proposed vi- fixed variable contracts which would guarantee a player only 80% of their salary with the remaining 20% comprising in bonuses. That's the sticking point for the players. Did you ever come across contracts like that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Incentive-based contracts, they're called. Um, it was actually the first one I ever signed for Newcastle. I signed for a minimal fee, which was next to nothing, and then every first-grade game I played was worth as much as my sign-on fee. So it bas- what it basically says is, like, to earn your money, you've got to be playing your best football. Those contracts are, are they're like, out the out the gate. They're way gone. You shouldn't have yeah. to sign. Like, if you want to sign yeah. an incentive contract, it's more of a junior contract, you know what I mean? So it's when you're getting a big corral of kids and you're saying, well, if you're going to make it, then I'm going to pay you as you, as you progress. But once you've made it, you've got to think about this. These guys are running out at Twickenham to earn the – the business ten million pound. Now, when you're saying to them, "Now you got to go out there and play before you pay you," they've mm. just basically had enough and said, "Well, actually, we've we've done enough to get to this position to fill your coffers. Now pay us." Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And and the, and the other the other place you see them in sport in modern times is if it's the player betting on themselves and the players saying we want one because it's more beneficial. They taking the gamble on themselves, but it's it is quite rare these days. Um, for unions to be proposing them as the kind of the default, the standard. So that's the sticking point. I can't wait to, to find out a bit more about it. I think this is a uh, – this is what I mean. Like For a Wednesday, this is an, a brilliant sports day. There's so much going on. And you were last night at the Warriors opening. Did you kind of scout the room? Did you read oh, the tea 100%. leaves? Yeah. What was the vibe? <laughs> well, it's it's really funny, like – I gotta say, I really like Andrew Webster. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not pulling any punches with the with the the ginger the gin, ginger man of An, Andrew Webster. Like my best mates, are redhead. <laughs> um, they're sort of different people. They're running the country, Kempi. Yeah, like they. <laughs> I did, I did ask Alan that question, but he didn't bite. Um, there is a different vibe, Louis. I think, I think there's. If I could put a word on it. I would say accountability. I think he is actually going to hold people accountable. And I think a lot of coaches, really funny, This my very first interview last night, so I was working last night, I had to go along and we took down a camera, so we, you know, we're going to put that up on our on our socials um, so that you can check on our SENZ app. Well, there's a plenty of, plenty of uh, footage to come, but the very first interview was with Dan Floyd, who's the team manager. So... Me and Dan used to work together. He's a fantastic young man. Uh, he's been there for a very long time. He's actually been there through seven coaches. <laughs> That's like a Twilight Saga itself. And I said to uh, like the the like the third about the third question, I said to him, "So tell me what's the difference with Andrew Webster coming in? Like you've mate, you've had more. I said you've had more coaches than Nick Faldo's that got clubs. You know what I mean? It's like he's." He's just gone. Basically, he's he's he says what he means. You know what I mean. He basically talked about accountability. So I, th- I think if there's a word at the Warriors, and 
we spoke about it yesterday. We'll, we'll get a really good look at this, I reckon, week six. We'll get a look at this. He's going he's gonna to hold some blokes accountable. Um, so it was a real good... I, I enjoyed the night. I thought it was real good. I got around the room. Uh, really good to see our racing uh, fraternity there. Um, Mark was there, Mark. Walker. Walker was there along with DC Ellis. Uh, Brendan Lindsay was there. You know what I mean? Butch Castles uh, was up from Tarapa. Uh, Leith was there, of course, you know, and just that that racing industry and our rugby league. Far that I oh, look, I didn't know that Mark Walker was a mad rugby league rugby league man. And 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 in saying that, his son actually works for them with the, with the Warriors, and I had a catch up with him talking about you know he he wants to have a game of rugby league this year. hasn't had, hasn't had a game yet, but he wants to have a game. So um, I enjoyed it, mate. It was really good. It was a good launch. The boys are you know, got a few days off. I think Webby said they come back in on Saturday, prepare for this game in Wellington against the Newcastle Knights and everyone it's like the anticipation you could you could put a knife through it at the moment because everyone's going is it going to be different and we'll know that we'll know that in oh, two weeks yeah well is uh is that is Mark Baker actually sorry uh, so oh, yes, Mark, yeah Mark Baker it was yeah, yeah, got you, got you, because uh, he uh, he is he loves it. He he absolutely loves it. I, I know his son frosts as well. Ooh, the big thing is Andrew Webster's a, a punter. What is it about Warriors coaches that they just seem to get punters as coaches? They, they've had they've had plenty of them. Yeah, uh, they love their racing. The Warriors coaches. Well, the other thing too is he tipped one out, Webby. His his horse runs <laughs> on the weekend, and I'll get that. I'll get that for us um, over the next couple of days. It's uh, it's running in Australia somewhere. He he's got to text it through. Uh, he likes it. He he really likes it. So uh, I won't be back in it, but you know it might be it might be an omen. We'll have a we'll have a look at it, see how it goes. And like he's uh, I was introducing him to a couple of the the racing people that I knew, and he was you know talking about he just made a love horses. I love racing, and I think there's actually a little clip on. On YouTube of him when he's when he's got his first horse uh, that's going around as well. So, yep, mate, good. It was a good night had by all. Uh, yeah, again, we'll just have to wait and see. They they do look like they're in shape. I've got to say that every player that came through last night looked fit and rearing to go. Um, but she's a tough tough old competition. You know what I mean? We've got Super Rugby kicking off. We've got the NRL kicking off. We've got Coaching kicking, coaches kicking off at each other. Um, mate, there's, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, news stories over the next twenty six weeks are going to be coming thick and fast. It's just, it's going to be relentless, Kempi. Did they look big? Did they look like? Are they, a, are they a big? Like when you run, when you just see, you know, when you see a pack of guys and you go, oh, that's a big team. Like you get a, I'm sure you've got, a, you're a pretty good judge for the size of a league side. Uh, do they look like they've got enough beef, brawn? No. I got to I got to say that like and you're dead right because you get a you get a you yeah. know when you're looking at footballers all your life you get a feel for you know yeah. sides and and what they look like they look lean and and for me one of my big concerns especially around this rule change of the ten meters is that they still need a couple of big blokes in the middle you know what I mean so um, be interesting to see I did ask Andrew Webster about his depth and whether he was happy with it uh, and he said yeah look I'm I'm happy with what I've got, got and we've got to work with that. But I just think that a couple of big guys would really help. Mm. Okay. Outstanding. Right. Well, we are 19 minutes past six o'clock. And do you know what? I, the, what I was just thinking about then was you, 
it's like I know, yeah, David Ellis, right? He can go to he goes to the Caracas sales and he's a great judge for a horse. I imagine you're a great judge for a pack of league players. You could look at you could look at them and go, ah, yeah. Funny gait on them, a um, <laughs> little bit, little bit skinny. Haven't licked the bowl this morning. Uh, might need to put a I'll bit of pound hey, on. Hey, hey, I actually said that. I said that to the um, young Metcalf last night. So he's pulled his hamstring and he? he's out for eight weeks. And I said, "You like?" Yeah. I said, "I was looking." At him, I said, "You like the gym?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Get in there, get in there and work hard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you need some muscle, mate. You need some more muscle." So you know what? I'm, you know what Did I'm you? like. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I I know exactly what you're like. I could absolutely. I mean, if Izzy was here, he would be laughing his head off like. Kimpy, come on. <laughs> That's so good. And the, the good thing is you've got, like, arms the size of my head, so you're allowed to say that as well.